Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Talking with Tom. Today we'll be talking about some of Tom's previous work, and we have Tom in the studio. How are you, Tom? I'm great, thanks. Great. So in previous conversations, we've talked about specific events briefly, as examples in reference to that, to that specific podcast topic. But today, we'd like to hear from you about specific happenings that you've done. Um, so for example, your for- Forbidden City happening comes up pretty often. Tell us more. Um, that was an amazing opportunity. Um, we were working for a company in the States that was doing a lot of business um, with Chinese companies and wanted to create an environment that would be very welcoming to their prospective Chinese clients and also um, very awe-inspiring to the U.S. Uh, company that was coming over there. Uh, and we had an opportunity through a mutual friend um, to get into the people that um, do the booking for the Forbidden City uh, and uh, the dates lined up and and on we went to um, book what was considered to be one of the most hallowed grounds in all of China. That's the kind of the story behind how the Forbidden City got to be is that it is the high ground um, in all of China and that being the high ground it's the closest point to the heavens. Um, So it was a, um, you know, goes without saying for those uh, people who have been there, it's it's a very powerful space and we also thought that utilizing that inherent energy and connecting it with the happening um, would allow for a very um, exciting um, uh, experience, and, and in, in, indeed it did. Great. And um, anything um, interesting uh, occurred while well during the production? I know production and, and happening management time can be pretty chaotic. So any stories you can tell us from there? Sure. I mean, there were lots of them. Um, you know, you can imagine uh, dealing with a um, you know uh, an area that is so um, treasured um, by a country and its people. Um, all the intricacies involved when trying to you know bring you know uh, fifteen hundred or two thousand people in to throw a party. Um, so there was lots and lots of uh, red tape, no pun intended, um, to go through. Um, some of the things that that I remember, um, you know, vividly, um, where it was uh, in, in negotiations of the contracts and which parties to go to. Um, there was a an occurrence that uh, I'll never forget, um, and that was is that um, we'd gotten all the permits, everything was in place, the party was undergoing, and we had um, Lionel Richie um, uh, as our our feature performer, um, who is very popular over there. Uh, and uh, he got on stage, um, and he is a, uh, I've worked with him for many years actually, um, worked on his wedding as well too, so we're old friends, uh, and he got on stage and started to perform, and, and as typically when, when Lionel gets on stage, um, people got up out of their chairs and uh, went to uh, stand by the stage side. Um, uh, all of a sudden, a short time after that, I got a tap on the shoulder from one of my production assistants saying, there's some people back there that want to talk to you. And I remember looking at the back side of the tent and seeing these guys with green jackets on uh, and looking very militant and not with smiles on their faces. Uh, and so um, grabbed my interpreter and went back and they said, you know, you have... Um, uh, broken 
your permit, you applied for a dinner and entertainment, and you now have people standing, so we constitute that as a concert. And you either get them in their seats or we will evacuate the whole tent, and we have um, many people here to assist. And with that, I looked behind me and saw all the trucks lining up and thought, wow, we've got a real situation on our hands. So. We negotiated um, uh, a number of songs to be played before everyone would have to be in their seats. Uh, and um, uh, fortunately, Lionel had, had, had finished about the first half of his set. Uh, so I went to my client and explained the situation, which um, wasn't an easy story to tell because um, they had their heart set on having this performer finish their full act. Um, and then we went to go to Lionel's people, uh, and uh, I talked to the, his stage manager and explained the situation, and, and he let Lionel know what was going on, and it was going to be the end of, the, of a song. And Lionel, being the great performer that he is, he saw an opportunity. Um, uh, General Colin Powell was in the audience, and there, I guess, was a time where he and him had done a duet. Um, and I guess that uh, the general has quite a voice. And so Lionel thought that this would be a great way to wrap it up, but not knowing that the circumstances on his last song had been negotiated with some um, extreme consequences. So uh, he went over and started to do the introduction, and I grabbed his stage managers. What's he doing? What's he doing? What's he doing? And, and found a nice way to um, look over to us and then segue out of that introduction and um, eloquently close out the happening. Um, and so with that, the guests went back to their seats and everything went back to normal and, and the people that were threatening to evacuate left the space. At the end of the party, um, Lionel was nice enough to, to, to um, you know, meet the clients and uh, he walked in um, to greet the clients and, and, and referring to me as the cat and said, I've known this cat for a long time and he's always had big blue eyes, but never bigger than tonight when I tried to do one more song. And uh, he said, you know, he laid himself down on the tracks for that performance to go on for you all. And with that, my clients were um, very impressed with the process that we had gone through to try and save the show and make everything run smoothly. And um, the event went off without a hitch. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting when you open these doors to create these one-off happenings, there are a variety of circumstances that come that just baffle you. Um, and that ability to persist, um, continue to negotiate, and the show must go on is really what separates a great event designer from, from you know, someone that probably shouldn't be doing it. Awesome. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much. That was, uh, that was quite a story that, that, um, that he had happened in Forbidden City. Um, well, thank you everyone for listening. For more tips, information, and ideas related to events, please visit Tom's blog at tomnoel.events or noel.events.